I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone. Patience here. You are about to listen to part two of our interview with Michelle Lochan, the managing director of the Toronto Caribbean Carnival, as we discuss emancipation and all things Fetin India Road. I uh, really, really want you to listen to part one of this conversation so you can truly understand some of the historical context behind the Toronto Caribbean Carnival and how it factors into or how it serves as a celebration of Emancipation Day, which is the commemoration of the, the day where all enslaved Africans within the British Empire were given their freedom. As always, we really want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy this episode. kind of spoken to it but you know indulge me what why or what sort of support do you want to see going forward and and why is that support so important you know as i mentioned i mean if we're really contributing two million dollars to the economy you know a production billion billion. two billion thank you thank you two billion dollars to uh you know an economy you know with with a, just even a, a smaller bump and increase to what's contributed to the organization or to the production of the festival can do probably even 10 times more. Mm-hmm. So seeing that type of granting or, or you know, um, allocation made to the festival, I, I would love to see that going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see a lot of the red tape that's impacting our business um, and, and our economic contribution. For example, uh, t- travel restrictions right now. You know, if the the, the red tape that many people who um, are having challenges coming into the country to attend the festival could be lifted, who knows what the potential this year is? What mm-hmm. we do know is 52% at, at a peak, one, our peak year, I can't recall the year right at this moment, but we had up to 52% of our people attending the parade came from the U.S., And if now there's restrictions on the border or people coming over here, even just from Buffalo or Detroit, our closest, you know, driving locations, then we are, what are we doing to the, to, to the potential that we have to earn right now? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is the, the branding as a tourist attraction. I would really love to see the festival become a tourist attraction, not just, um, you know, a thing to do. Mm -hmm especially if what we're giving back is so much, we should have the recognition of, you know, as a tourist attraction, similar to the Calgary Stampede or other events, you know, there are, there are more Eurocentric organizations or festivals or arts and cultural groups that receive significantly more uh, money and funding than we are and do not have the same revenue year that we do in two months. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was just at uh, I was just in New New Orleans for the Essence Festival, okay. and I have to say, I didn't realize. It, so sometimes it takes going to another festival to realize what you have. You know, wow, <laughs> 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 to realize what is present in Toronto. It to me did not give that city the same energy and wow. vibrance 
that 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 uh, the, the Toronto Caribbean Carnival gives to Toronto. But conversely, it has so much support. Their governors are supporting the Essence Festival uh, on top of their mayor. On like, there, it's such a like all of the political people want to be associated with the economic stimulus that comes with that festival. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But it made me think so much about how underutilized, um, uh, yeah, how underutilized um, our our carnival is to political bodies, but also just like anyone. Like, I feel like even corporations are are not really knowing what kind of a gem uh, we have in the city for for, for those four days every year. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. And I and I think that we don't want to necessarily um, brand it as someone else's festival. We want to maintain, you know, the essence of what it is. You know, mm-hmm. things have changed with the name Carabana, where we're no longer officially Carabana. We are actually right. the Toronto Caribbean Carnival. Um, but, you know, that name's never going to leave. You know, I, I was right. speaking to a young gr- gr- uh, group of girl guides uh, one night for career night or something. And, you know, just a small group of young little white girls pre- predominantly on Zoom. And they're like, oh, you mean Carabana? I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. You just got here, young lady. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know about Carabana. But yeah, you know, so I don't think we're going to stretch far away from that. It will always remain. Um, but yes, you know, the tourism impact, I mean, we really do have to amplify that, I think. And that's probably one of the ways forward for us, um, not just being a festival in the city, but also being a tourist attraction for the country. Yes. And with Essence Fest, I think, you know, po- politics or politi- politicians are behind it as well, too, because they do see the economic yes. recovery uh, potential yes. in these festivals that it draws to yes. to the locations, um, yes. you know, as it's yes. as it is. Mm-hmm. So keeping on that point of like, you know, we, we want it to remain ours. Yeah. What is, in your opinion, the most important part of the celebration of mass? Well, it, this was a, I had to think about this for a second, you know, like the important part of celebration of mass. Mass is the short term for the word masquerade. And mm-hmm. the festival or the parade, majority of the festival is built on mass and costumes so to me, the most important part of the celebration of the mass is the construction of it and the respect for the construction of it. Mm. Okay, so there's more, you know, if the question was, what is the important part of carnival, then that would be different. But when it comes to mass, it's about the mm. construction. It's about the artistry, the engineering, the ingenuity of, mm-hmm. of a people with with limited resources or whatever they have access to, to transform it into these monumental pieces, structural, artistic pieces, fascinating. And then to bring them down into individual pieces for people to express themselves uh, freely, safely on the road. You know, to me, that is um, extremely important. Also, it represents a commentary. Mass, Calypso, Soka, the foods we're eating culturally, et cetera, reflect uh, our social commentary of the time. Mm-hmm. This year, if you look at a lot of the mass costumes, you'll see that they're very, um, how can I put it? They, the, the material is more minimal. It's a more minimalist look. And mm-hmm. I've heard seniors and elders from our community talk about it's just be turning into, you know, uh, 
slackness, if you will, or it looks like strip clubs and things like that. But what I think it also is doing, if that's their perception of it, is it's also reflecting the time of body positivity amongst Black women. Mm. And it's thing, and to me, the, the woman's body is more the costume, where the, the costumes are the accoutrements or the decoration to her body, which is actually the costume. Yes. And so much pride in what I'm seeing of women coming out and being comfortable to wear the things that are being placed out there moves me deeply. And I don't mean to just speak for women, but just for people in general who have the the, the confidence over the last two years during COVID, especially um, a, a, amongst all of the social justice issues we've been seeing and having to now say, you know what, I need to step out in the sunshine this day and I need to wear this and just be who I am and be proud of it. And it's the, probably the most beautiful thing I witness every year. It's like, it's like a sea of beautiful black women butterflies, mm-hmm. majority, <laughs> majority black women. But, you know, our market is 75% of black women that come out to express themselves financially, to express themselves physically, to express their spiritual selves. You know, it, it, it's, it, it's just gorgeous to watch. It's gorgeous to watch. So, yes, those uh, to me um, are the most important parts of the celebration of mass. Nothing, nothing can change that. Yeah. As a West African, we we have a tradition of masquerade as well. I'm, I'm Nigerian, and um, like what what we do in Nigeria is well recognized as being done in reaction to the encounters that we had with Europeans through the, the slavery, specifically, but also through the 200 years of uh, colonization Uh, and more than entertainment. It's actually us remembering what happened to us, all of the, the social control, all of the, the the kind of lessons that we're supposed to learn from. So masqueraders are, are scary. Like they come out, they scare children. Uh, They're thought to hold spirit. They're thought to hold spirits, which is very similar to what I think you mentioned uh, uh, about the kind of earlier um, demonstrations of, or the, the earlier experiences of, of mass uh, when when uh, the French were still present in, in Trinidad. I, I wonder if any of that um, collective me- remembering or the instruments of social control, if that energy is still present in the, the annual carnival celebrations that you're seeing in Toronto as of recent. Absolutely. And if so, how? Yeah. Absolutely. As I mentioned earlier, it's intergenerational. Mm -hmm. And so that collective remembering, as you put it, I really like the way you phrased that. Um, That's what this is. There is a summoning of the generations to one place. And and that has to be spiritual or familial that either we're all from one family that's called together for this reunion or some spiritual mass is calling us together to remember. And for those to whom it resonates with, it calls them out and, you know, uh, in whatever form to observe, to participate, to to whatever it may be. Um, it is scary to children because it's not understandable yeah. at many of the times. As I mentioned, it's a social commentary as well, too. Mm-hmm. And some of what we're experiencing socially is frightening. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, children may come out and see things that they may not have heard of or seen in their homes, but it belongs to them. And so... Yes, it is a little scary. Um, you know, the, we have what we call, as I mentioned earlier, the jab jab, which is uh, another way to say kind of a devil representation mm-hmm. in it, not to frighten you 
of the devil, but to make, remind you that it exists mm-hmm. in however you define it. And so definitely there's a spiritual legacy coming forward from Trinidad, from, from Africa, all of these places forward to wherever we are today. Yes. And so we have a responsibility to carry this forward and ensure that it continues as it has. It's beyond us. It's beyond us. It has its own energy and we just have to, you know, make sure that it's carrying forward and that's what we're doing. Indeed, indeed. Finally, Michelle, give us a little excitement, no? I mean, what can revelers <laughs> and visitors alike expect at Carnival next weekend? And maybe you can round that out with okay. legacy you want to leave behind. Okay. Sure. I, I did I you know, I, I probably could have come at this with a little bit more revelry and all kind of thing. <laughs> oh, no, this was you. perfect. This is perfect. <laughs> But I got into it with you guys, you know, I just, you know, this is what matters to me with this. And, um, you know, what people can expect, expect this year, I I do have to just, you know, give a little bit of serious stuff about it first is that health and safety um, is our number one priority. Mm -hmm. We've been um, since we got the green light to go ahead and produce the carnival this year. It has been our top priority. We've been working diligently with the city, the province and the uh, federal government to make sure we're in compliance and delivering a safe Uh, as much of a safe uh, festival that we can for everyone involved, volunteers, sponsors, patrons, stakeholders, everyone. We're also trying to produce a festival that's familiar. We don't want to introduce too many new things or, or, you know, turn it into something that people are not familiar with at this point, especially now returning back uh, to, to activities and, you know, back to society, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, There are new activations in terms of partners. A lot more small businesses are involved with us. Um, participating to produce the festival and black owned, mm-hmm. um, black and Caribbean owned businesses um, as a priority, mm-hmm. uh, getting involved as suppliers, vendors um, and uh, marketplace vendors, et cetera, to help us produce this event. Um, a good competition, as I mentioned, the, fa- the, the carnival is a, a competition. So it's on, you know, people are bringing their game back. You know, they really want to hold their titles or some new people want to knock other people off this, the title of band of the year. Mm-hmm. So there's that energy and excitement. The rivalries of the mass camp add to the energy. So that's fiery. Uh, we have a lot more young people and diverse groups participating, which is amazing and always welcomed yeah. because the, you know, I've, I've often heard the LGBTQ community come forward and say, you know, well, how can we participate? And we don't feel welcome. But again, this is the Caribbean community. Right. You know, if you're, if you identify as Caribbean, this is yours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and so we welcome everyone to come out and express them, their Caribbean connection that mm-hmm. day. So, so we're looking forward to, to more inclusivity in our bands this year. And the vibe, you know what I mean? The vibe that we love, I'm sure you guys can feel it already. Yeah, yes. You know, Sofa's in the air. It's, it's, it's out there right now. Like we're just, we're just, it's, it's all about us right now. And I really love it. It's, it's bringing together, you know, um, our family, our friends, our allies, to really see the beauty and the value of what we do and contribute and to really like just animate the city for the summer. So the vibe that you're used to and expect on, on fleek, like just up on up, mm-hmm. up 10. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Over your wear. You know what I mean? They, they're riding, you know, they, they, they know what's up. They know yeah. what's up. They know when everyone's in town, they know what, you know, you know, the, they know the su- sustainability of our brand and so on. So this makes sense. So, yep. you know, if it adds to us, our, our, our success and, and more families and, and to what we're trying to achieve, then bring it on. 
You know what I mean? I like Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> I like Drake. Yep. Um, but my legacy, you sorry, you had asked me about my legacy and what I hope yes, to yes. And really my goal honestly is to um, you know, demonstrate to my children, their friends and 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 um, you know, others in 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 and around my own personal circle um, that this can be done. This level of leadership is necessary. It can look like them because it's me and I, and, and they know me. So I really want to make it accessible, that type of leadership. Um, I really just want to see a self-sustaining festival, something that stays ours, becomes ours. Yes. You know, this is ours. I really want to see that move forward. And I really want to help uh, contribute to the black supply chain in Canada. Mm-hmm. I believe entrepreneurship, as you mentioned earlier, and business ownership are the keys to so many um, social challenges mm-hmm. to helping us overcoming a lot of that. And really that's where I, I really want to make sure that um, I'm making a, an effort to, you know, make sure that's, that's, that's happening as, as well as a love for my culture. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a carnivalista. I love, yeah. I play mass every year. This year I'm working for the festival. I can't even play mass. I have to walk around and talk to people, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> which is fine, but you know, I love it. I love it. I go to Trinidad every year for carnival on vacation. I wow. mean, you know, I've raised my children in this. They yeah. sing Calypso. They play mass. They play pan. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's a family legacy. So I'm really proud to be here. Beautiful. Yeah. So, thank you. So, so wonderful, Michelle. It's been a great chat. Way, way, way better than I was expecting. <laughs> I was like, I, I thought we were going to talk, you know, just strictly about the history, but I love the, how you infuse um, you know, the, this economic recovery theme that we, we talk about all the time on The Drip. I love how you infuse that into our conversation. That wasn't something I was expecting, but it's something that I'm, I'm so proud um, the, you know, the, the government is stepping in to do and that, that you are at the helm of this because, um, a, as we all know, as our listeners know, uh, Black folks, BIPOC folks were, were really hit hard by the pandemic and we have yet to recover fully. Um, Absolutely. So, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so, so, so thankful. We are so thankful that you stopped by to share uh, our collective Caribbean culture that is Carnival. And we hope, hope, hope to invite you back to discuss uh, the continued expansion of Toronto's Caribbean Carnival again soon. What do you think? Thank you. Thank you. I'd love to come back. You know, I, I want, I want, I, I just want to just make sure everyone knows that this is a community event. Yes. Um, as many events that are free are open to the public. We, you know, we're, we're trying to be as accessible and barrier free as possible. So, you know, any opportunity that you have to come out to the events starting on Thursday with our King and Queen, our panel live, the parade on Saturday and our new event carnival flavors on Sunday, any opportunity that you have to visit that or other animations around at Harbor front and all over the city. You know, I really hope that everyone really gets to tap into it and feel this pride um, of the Caribbean community in Canada. We yes. do too. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for that, Michelle. Well, have a good time, eh? Be yeah, safe. Wear <laughs> sunscreen. Drink your water. Make sure your phone charge. All them something. All yeah. them thing there, yeah, man. All them yeah. thing there. <laughs> You've just listened to episode ninety of the trip, sponsored by Fido Mobile. And we're so thankful for their support, which amplifies important discussions like these in the fight against anti-Black racism. We're releasing pods on a regular basis, so subscribe to stay up to date. You can also keep up with us on our Instagram and through our Patreon pages dedicated to the podcast. Follow us or support us at The Drip T.O. 
And you know, we love all our listeners, our many, many listeners. But a message specifically to our Black listeners, we hope that you know that this is a safe space for you. So if you have any feedback <laughs> or questions, feel free to slide in our DMs and let us know what's up. We'd also like to give a special shout out to Toronto's very own Be On Location for the sounds you're hearing now. You can find more tracks from him wherever you get your music. Thanks again to Michelle Lochan of Toronto Caribbean Carnival for joining us. Yaman, see you on the next time, all right? Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.